Old Testament reading today is Psalm 100, and if you um, listen carefully to all of the three readings today, the choir has tried to, the praise team has tried to um, correlate the songs that we chose with the readings. Psalm 100 is found on page 593 in the church Bibles. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Our, our epistle reading is found in Romans 5, verses 6 through 15, on page 1116 in the Church Bible. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way, death came to all people because we all sinned. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Here ends our epistle reading. The gospel is found in Matthew 9, verse 35, through chapter 10, verse 8. It's found on page 964 in the church Bibles. And out of respect for the gospel, please rise. The workers are few. Jesus went through all 
the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, providing, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Here ends the gospel reading. Well, to all you grandpas and dads out there, happy Father's Day. Thank you. And uh, thanks to the congregation for the nice gifts that they gave us today. Pretty nice, yeah. And speaking of fathers, your Heavenly Father has his grace and his mercy and his peace to give to you today. And he does, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. We're going to uh, stray from the three lessons for today and go to one of my favorite uh, stories in the Bible, the parable of the prodigal son. And from Luke 15, I'd like to just read these words where it says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. And let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer, our Heavenly Father. Amen. So do you know who invented the selfie? You might be kind of surprised at this, but actually the person who invented the selfie was Jesus. Now, no, they didn't have iPads back then or phones or things like that. that reached, but they did have this thing called a parable. And Jesus loved to tell parables. And parable, what's a parable? A parable is, in effect, a selfie, isn't it? it is, it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. It's designed to show us something about heaven. It's designed more specifically to show us our Heavenly Father. Give us a picture of him. A selfie, as it were. Jesus just loved to teach in parables. He, he loved uh, that, not just because he was into himself and liked to see how he, how he looked, but rather he wanted us to be able to see heaven. He wanted us to be able to see the life that God offers to us 
then and there and even now. He wanted us to be able to see more clearly what our Heavenly Father looks like and who he is. And so it was that one day, after telling a couple of parables about lost sheep, lost coin, Jesus went on to tell a story that I think fits for Father's Day. There was a man who had two sons. Now perhaps this parable of Jesus is even more a selfie than some of the other parables that he told because in this story we get to see our Heavenly Father. He is the dad who had the two sons. Now you might just think of this parable really as being a Father's Day present in reverse. You know, you're giving gifts to your dads today, right? Well, this is your Heavenly Father giving you a gift, this selfie of Him, a clear picture of Him from our Heavenly Father to His children, a Father's Day gift. Now, to really appreciate this selfie of our Heavenly Father and, and the glimpse that it gives us, uh, you need to do something, you and I need to do something that people rarely do when it comes to this parable. We have to say something nice about the older son. For a moment, we have to agree with the older of the two sons in this parable. We have to utter words to him that are kind of hard for us to utter sometimes. You were right. He was. He was right. He was absolutely right in what he was thinking about his younger son, his younger brother, and he was absolutely right in what he was saying to his dad about his younger brother. That younger son did not deserve anything that his father was choosing to give him. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, and your father has killed a fattened calf for him because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. He was right in his anger, wasn't he? I mean, be honest now. If this was a real story, if this was your story, if you were the older brother, and you were talking about this younger brother was your sibling. And your sibling did exactly what his sibling did. If he did what this man did, you'd be angry too, wouldn't you? And justifiably so. The younger son deserved to be kicked out of the family. And believe it or not, the older son was standing on pretty good ground for his argument. 
He was standing on God's word. He was standing on Deuteronomy chapter 21. Listen to what Deuteronomy chapter 21 says about this particular situation. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father and mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him and bring him to the elders at the gate of his town. They shall say to the elders, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He is a prolificate and a drunkard. Then all the men of his town shall stone him to death. You shall purge the evil from among you. That's what should have happened to the younger son. To bring it home, that's what should happen to you and to me. That's what should happen to all of us. That should happen to each of us. For what have we done? What have we done to our father? The Father and Jesus story. Our Heavenly Father. And what do we deserve by virtue of what we've done? Have we not done to our Heavenly Father what the younger son did to his father? Don't we each deserve to be given what I will now call the Deuteronomy chapter 21 treatment. If we're to follow the good book on this, or as it says in Romans, what's the wage of sin? The wages of sin is death. Are you like me right now on this one? As I hear the condemnation of God's law upon my life and upon my heart, convicting me of being just like that younger son. I could use a good glimpse of heaven right now. How about you? For that glimpse, look no further than the Father in Jesus' story. How did he treat both of his sons? He treated them with grace. The only difference being the younger son accepted the grace. The older son, we don't know, do we? Whether or not he ever accepted that grace of his father. The younger son, however, while he's in the same story as the older son, that's a different story, isn't it? Because in seeing what his father did for him, in receiving what his father gave him, he saw what his heavenly father was like. And he experienced heaven through that selfie. When he came to his senses, 
He said, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son says to, his, to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am not longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. There you have it in this story, this selfie, this earthly story with its heavenly meaning, there you have a glimpse of heaven from everyday life. For you see, this story is everyday life. We do what the younger son did every day. We do it to God every day. We sin and we fall short of his glory. And every day he takes us back as his children. Every day he forgives us. Every day he is gracious to us. Every day he celebrates over us, declaring that what was lost is now found, what was dead is now alive, and he has us back. And that's what God has done for us again today. Through his son, Jesus. The very one who took this selfie so that we might not only see it, but believe it. Happy Father's Day. From God. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Let's stand.